back and uh, give me immense pleasure to uh, to welcome Swaroop again on Kavira Insights. Uh, Swaroop has been a big supporter of the industry of the growth in direct plans and in platforms like us. Welcome Swaroop again to uh, Kavira Insights. To just give a Thank quick background to, to Swaroop again, he is the CEO of Mirai Asset Global Investments. He has over 24 years of experience in the field of financial services, including 17 years experience in uh, management and management and sales. Uh, he's overall responsible for the India AMC and has been associated with Mere as the head of sales since July 2011. Welcome, Saroop. Uh, and, you know, everyone, uh, Mere is a popular fund house on our platform. Everyone knows that you guys have had a very good um, journey in the past few years. Coming to the coming to the fund, right? Coming to the fan plus fund. Tell us a bit more about it because it's. I find it very, very interesting. I'll tell you my reasons for that, right? So two big reasons. One is that um, it's a very, very differentiated product. It, it, in some sense, it kind of reminds me of the ARK funds, ARKK, a very yeah, popular yes, ETF yes. globally. That style of investing where you're taking concentrated bets, the fund manager comes in, takes very concentrated bets on a select group of companies based on a very strong thesis. Um, so 10 companies in this case, right? And, and also this whole idea that they are equal weight. So you are kind of bringing in some aspect of smart beta into this mix. So how did that whole product development happen? And, and you know, what are your, uh, what do you want to add to this? Gaurav, thank you for that question, because at the end of the day, you know, when you bring products to the market, our endeavor, uh, this is not just Mirai at India, but global, is to feature in a differentiated sort of space where you add some value uh, to the investor. Now, there are the beta products in the market, but the beauty of smart beta products is it takes into consideration some of the rules or factors that you would take in active fund management, inculcate that in a passive space and give a product which would attempt to at least outperform the beta market or give something more. And that is exactly what we've done in this uh, uh, product, the FANG+. Plus. Uh, the excitement about it is uh, twofold, as you rightly said. First is the structure of the product, which itself is very differentiated. And, and, uh, very differentiated. I mean, you know, uh, you know I, I have been... Great, great that SEBI also is now yeah, allowing yeah, yeah. such products. No, there was absolutely no issue. So, I'm, okay. I'm really, I'm telling you, we, in fact, the FOF approval came in 20 days time. Great. It's, Great. These are, you can track them when we filed for the FOF and when we had, it's just, that is how quick the regulator is now. Right. And then, as you rightly said, this is a 10 stock portfolio. So typically from a regulator's perspective, this is at a different risk spectrum. There is no denying that. Right. It is a concentrated portfolio. There is no denying that these 10 stocks from a concentrated portfolio perspective is actually above the focus fund that we have on the active side, which allows 30 stocks. Right. So this is far more concentrated than that. That is point number one. But the constituents of the 10 stocks that you have are stocks which you even want to avoid in your life sitting in India, you cannot. <laughs> so let me tell you, I used to take pride that, you know, I have never been on Facebook, so I can lead my life without Facebook. I used to always talk about it. Right. And see, it doesn't matter to me what Facebook, but till they bought WhatsApp. Right now, my life is I, you and I communicate on WhatsApp, right? Yeah. So I cannot avoid that. Right yeah. today, if you say, okay, fine, Tesla. I mean, the world going forward is an electric car market. Yeah. Right? It's not just Greta Thunberg who is talking about the climate. All of us have realized the uh, uh, the importance of climate, and slowly but surely, there is an ESG part which is taking over that part also. 
No, 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 it doesn't. No, I'm just, I mean, that there is so much talk. Why? And Tesla, to be fair to itself, is no longer just a car company. Yes. It is trying to come to India through another route and not the car first is what I'm told, though I do not know the actual this thing. But the point I'm making is when you look at the evolution of these 10 companies, they are the master disruptors and the amount of money they invest in themselves for their R&D keeps them ahead of the curve of the world. I mean, you might say that actually they keep the world uh, behind them at, at all perpetual time. I mean, there was a very interesting article I had read long time back on Apple that it's very dangerous because the product always borders on the, uh, you know, on the borderline of science fiction and reality. How long will that happen? But it's been happening. But today, Apple as a company is just beyond, it started as a computer company. Now it's gone beyond just a phone company. I, I got out of iOS, but I cannot get out of uh, Apple Music. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, they have enough books. So then come the 10 stocks, which is very right. important. All the 10 stocks are fantastic companies and continuously reinventing themselves, very futuristic in nature. The third most important part is it is rule-based. It is 10 stocks equal weighted, 10 10% per stock. Averaging. Stocks also being selected through rules. Or is a fund no, that is the basic filter which has happened. After that, these ten stocks have come. They will never change. Yes, Gaurav, at this moment, uh, the 10 stocks as uh, what they stand. Uh, but at any point of time in the future, if any of the stock loses the basic characteristics that fulfill formation of the index, they can be changed. And that's how the ETF will get constructed. Correct. The index the will get constructed and the ETF will get constructed. Yes. And the beauty of this, since it is being rule-based, it will get averaged at every quarter. That means in your words, let me take that from you, Gaurav, it reverses to mean every quarter. And that's the beauty. The right. power of an equal weight index, and I would really request all the viewers to read up if possible or ask Gaurav this question and his statements <laughs> question, that what is the power of equal weight index? It, it is the simplicity of this is the power. And the fact that it will ruthlessly go and rebalance it every quarter and not rely on any one intervention is, is what makes it so powerful in the long run. Totally. And I mean, we have been very strong proponents of equal weight uh, index. It's one of the simplest smart beta products you can have. And even in the India experience, right? If you look at the equal weight index and if you look at Nifty 50, the Nifty 50 equal weight index outperforms Nifty 50. And to, to Sarup's point, what happens is the companies that outperform, you sell them and the companies that underperform, you buy them. So in a way, you're you're playing that reversion to mean trade all the time. You're buying low, selling high, um, and because you're doing it in a tax-free structure, because that is also very important. If you think that you can do it yourself, lots of tax outflows. But if you do it in a tax advantage structure, which is a mutual fund structure, then what happens is that all those gains from rebalancing accrues to the NAV, um, and and uh, which is why I think I mean we have, we have been a strong proponent of people. I actually genuinely believe that. It's one of the most simplest smart beta products and that more of them should be available to users. Uh, yes, I think right now India has like two equal weight indices. Yeah, but you know, when, when on the active side, I realized this when we did the hybrid fund, we rebalanced right. it every year. And right. the alpha we have generated just because of rebalancing is a pretty telling amount. And so whenever we discuss financial planning and all of us do that, it is review is not the bigger part of uh, your plan. The rebalance or the ruthless rebalance is actually which creates the wealth in the long run. 
this goes back to the asset allocation discussion that we had, right? Correct. So exactly. Basically, if you have a 60-40 asset allocation, and at the end of every year, you go back to 60-40. Yep. And then right. the power of that over a period of time is unbelievable, actually. Because be equal weight is exactly equal weight is exactly the same. You are basically Correct. saying I have an I have a portfolio which has 10% allocation. After every three months, I rebalance with the same 10% allocation. Correct. It's an asset alloc it's an asset allocation play itself, and like asset allocation yes. works, equal weight also works. Right? So, yes. no, 100% agree. I think I think uh, goal planning is another way of doing the same thing. When you're doing goal planning, your advisor will say you should have 80% equities, 20% debt. Yeah. Next year, your advisor will be like, oh, now your equity has become 90%. So you have to sell some equity and buy some debt and go back to 80-20. Correct. So goal planning is another way of kind of, you know, making that asset allocation story more real. But at the end of the day, it's the simplest, most powerful tool. And it works. And it works in every market. I think, Yes. Um, I don't think I've looked at any market globally uh, where an equal weight portfolio does not perform a market weight portfolio. Yeah. So like I said, these ideas have come and, and it's just a matter of time that the virtues of rebalancing will figure well and will make us better investors. And then the only thing is though, at times we realize that I should be rebalancing, but the markets might keep us away from rebalancing. Basically, market will continue to perform a little, but when it is on the ETF side or it is rule-based, it does not wait for that. It just implements it ruthlessly and that is the power. So, so you know, just a forward-looking question now. Like, if you put on your thinking hat and you know, ten years down the line, how easy will it become for Indian investors to buy more global markets? See, right now, what happens is there is availability of global markets, but a very few global markets are available. Same thing, currencies are almost are, are almost impossible. Currency exposure, commodity exposure is really really hard outside of gold. So how, how do you think that changing and how, you know, how are you guys thinking about it within the Gaurav, see, if you just go back a year back, a right. year or maybe a year and a half back, when you started your business at Kupera and, and what you brought to the table was ease of business or ease of transaction, right? Apart from the advice, one of the biggest attraction that, that online platforms like you bring is the ease of time. I opened my account with you Fair and I know how, how easy it is to open an account, right? Thanks so much. Yeah. In just one year's time, in just one year's time, right? And then, uh, you see, the market, the business flows where the money is. The rest of the business sort of rallies to put everything in place so that the investors find an easy path. Who would have thought that in, in India today, and, and please understand, the entire active business has been based on the flawed concept that it should be physical in nature because opening a DMAT is a cumbersome. Today, you open a DMAT account on the on your fingertips, right? So if if something which, which is, say, a DMAT account, which does involve a KYC and everything at the back end is automated and takes some minutes to open, this is just a matter of time that this will open up globally. And then barring the cost, I'm not, I, I cannot comment on the cost because those are other factors which come into the play, which I also think will see... Cost is always high to begin with, but then, yes, you know, yes. in financial but, services, the only thing that trends down is margin. Yes, when the economy goes up, uh, of right. scale, up the cost also. Yes, absolutely. The margins are always under pressure, but always the volume pressure. sort of will compensate for that. Exactly. As the penetration goes, see what you all have done to the mutual fund industry in the last one year when the country is shut down. The industry has not suffered. Today, we are talking about an SIP book of 9,000 9, odd crore per month. And a recent report said that the direct 
ஒன்னும் um you know it, it's proportional to wealth that the country becomes richer correct as our average gdp as our you know uh, uh, dispensable income because even a simple thing right you have to first cover your needs then you get to savings emergency savings then you invest correct so as and i, I think as the country gets richer more and more people will invest and i i, I personally 100% agree I, i mean we get so many questions when can we buy a you know like a uh, a commodity a uh, basket which has you know palladium and gold and silver or when can we buy a msci world index equivalent right so there are there's a lot of demand from our user base that keeps coming but it's it's still sporadic it's still not i would not say that it's large enough when you do a market survey you say like yeah this product we have to launch but i think we'll get you need there. more products yeah. at the back end also which i think yes. the amc industry will cater to very quickly they that that we have seen i think i think with international investing if you think about it two years ago hardly anyone was talking about it there were probably two or three funds um i think um we started recommending it 2017 and and i think that we had just two funds to choose from a three correct from there the kind of differentiated funds that have been launched the kind of choices that the user has now of course someone can come in and say that oh choices are you know choices also confuse people but i mean you can't have have it both ways you you can't say that i want global exposure i want exposure to a, a lot of the different asset classes and a lot of different you know and and also say that i don't want choice i just want one fund to do it all i mean it's possible but it's very hard and most people will not gravitate towards it absolutely i agree with you totally totally so okay. how do you see and what would be your sort of uh, advice to asset managers on the global space if i can ask for um see i think for in the global space where we see the most demand is is simple is there a simplistic way and I, this problem hasn't been solved in the us also by the way but a lot of people are looking at simplistic ways of owning crypto simplistic ways of getting uh, real assets exposure right commodity exposure uh, because i think people are realizing okay you know what i have stocks i know international stocks is going to help me it, it's it's a it's a marginal benefit but it's actually it's it's not truly a different asset class in that sense um uh, we had one read but then i'm not sure whether something like that will happen or not or, or will that will that continue or not right international there is a lot of demand right now for a lot of uh, different reasons um those stock markets have done fantastically well these are companies like you rightly said everyone knows them everyone uses them uses them right i mean uh, when you when you think about a few of the chinese names they, they sound foreign because you don't know of them you don't know what they do Correct. most of these american companies you know them they are they're familiar to you so um people are looking for uh, kind of you know differentiated product offerings in in, in that space uh, so i i think um when i think about you know uh, kind of market survey in this sense i always find that mutual fund companies are actually a couple of steps ahead of us 
um, and 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 that that that's a good thing because as soon as the questions start coming, we already start hearing that yeah, yeah, the product is almost ready to launch. Right, right. So you know whatever marketing and whatever surveys you guys are doing, it's it's working. No, that's what we thought. You know, let's put ten companies which you cannot avoid. Uh, let let's put ten companies which are which we feel are pretty long term and uh, in nature. These are companies which are always ahead of their times. And and you know sometimes you talk about owning stocks or the risk of owning some certain stocks and the risk of not owning those uh, some stocks. These are ten stocks where not owning them, the risk is certainly higher. Is our view. No, fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I think you know it's 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 a really good addition, and and that's the whole point, right? I mean, and it should probably get other creative juices flowing in ways and different ways of getting value to the end user, because that's the at the end of the day, right? I mean, if you can show that, and that's what works, whether it be yeah, international, whether it be in India, right? So, so perfect, Saroop. Um, thanks again. Uh, always fantastic uh, speaking with you. Always learn a lot. Thanks for uh, for for joining us at Twitter Insights. Thank you so much for having me, uh, Gaurav. Looking forward to meeting you. It's been a year of you being in Singapore yeah. now, <laughs> which this opens up, and and we meet soon. Thank you so much. Sure, sure. I think uh, hopefully.